Oh. <laughs> to HBCU Pulse Radio yeah. on Sirius XM Channel 142 HBCU. You're now locked in to HBCU Pulse. We're the number one outlet for HBCU life, talking about everything that's important to our culture. From on-campus issues to politics and what's trending on the yard, we always keep that same energy. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. You're listening to the HBCU Sports Playbook. On HBCU Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for a really big show on today. It's big game Sunday weekend. The Super Bowl is here. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Ariel, it's that time. How you doing today? Doing pretty good. Um, I, it, it looks like I know who you're going for. I might have to disagree with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I, I have on for the radio artists. I got on a Patrick Mahomes jersey. It's the only jersey that I have because these jerseys are very expensive. You know, but I just want this to be festive. We, we, we don't we don't know. I'm, I'm still battling in my mind on who I'm picking, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But man, super excited. It's Black History Month and we have a very historic Super Bowl coming up because we have, for the first time ever, two black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And that lane was paved by Doug Williams, who went to Grambling State University and he won a Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins. So, you know, to see this moment pop up is amazing, but that's not the only thing that is historic because we have four former HBCU football players that will be playing in this game or they'll be on the team in this game, meaning they're going to win a Super Bowl no matter what. So we got Joshua Williams. He's a cornerback for Fayetteville State. He's on the Kansas City Chiefs. He was the first player that was taken off the board in this past year's NFL draft. You got Brian Cook. He did play at Howard for two seasons. Then he went to Cincinnati. He's still a part of the family, though. He's on the Chiefs. He's played safety. And, man, listen, he had a big play that really helped out Joshua Williams in the AFC Championship. Then on the Philadelphia Eagles, you have Javon Hargrave. He's a defensive tackle from South Carolina State, doing a lot of big things, a lot of amazing numbers that he's put up. And then you have Mac McCain, who, Ariel, like, he has some Aggie pride, some Aggie history, because his grandfather was a part of the Greensboro Four. Like, that's pretty big. So, it's a lot of great history going on. So, I got to ask you this, Ario. You got four HBCU players in this historic Super Bowl. So, like, do you think that these HBCU players are going to make a difference this year? Well, I can definitely speak to Mac McCain. Following him and watching his career at A&T, this man was absolutely incredible and I think a great addition to the Eagles. So I can definitely see them pulling out all the stops just because of this last game. Even though it was a blowout game, you still have to be careful with Jalen Hurts and how he's running. You got to be careful with all your right receivers and making sure there's not any any, any injuries. So, of course, you're going to see people pulling off the bench, especially on the defensive side of the Eagles because Patrick Mahomes on the offensive side, they got to handle. They especially got to handle when their defense gets on the field, they will force those fumbles against you. So hopefully the Eagles can bring that back, but I definitely believe in him and it's great to see him. And these other players, you know, I've I've never I didn't really follow Joshua Williams. I didn't really follow Brian Cook. I can definitely speak on Hargrave that he's going to be absolutely essential to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I would just be ecstatic to see 
any of them enter the game. Like you said, this is a historic Super Bowl. Not only is it the first two black quarterbacks facing each other in Super Bowl 57, but they're also young quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes has been there three times. And then you have Jalen Hurts coming in being the starting quarterback where supposedly he's been saying in press conferences, nobody wanted him there. You saw his season has Alabama and then he had to move to Oklahoma. So it's been a whole wild thing. So just to see all this into fruition, I hope they get their time to shine. I definitely know the Eagles players will, but this is this is amazing to me just to see them and how far HBCs have gotten. I hope they make an impact, especially with Joshua Williams. He seems pretty nice. 27 solo tacos, one interception in the season. He's probably going to get looked at for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Yeah, I mean, we look at Javon Hargrave like he's a part of that historic pass rush which I think that's going to be a big story of this game. When you look at what happened in Super Bowl 55, what the Buccaneers did. So him on the season, 37 solo tackles, 11 sacks, one forced fumble. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to find himself, you know, very familiar with Javon Hargrave and his film just to know like, okay, what side he covered from? Like what we got to do? But just Joshua Williams, I've been very impressed with him because, you know, we cover D2 football, you know, we really have, you know, beefed up our coverage of D2 football. And, you know, for how Joshua Williams come out the CIAA, he He's six foot two, six foot three. He's a defensive back and he's made a lot of game changing plays. I think that that's amazing to see what he's become in the league. And I think he has a bright future. Then, you know, he had a little tip drill going on. You had Brian Cook that tipped the pass in the AFC championship. Then Joshua Williams caught it on Joe Burrow. And I really think that that moment there really shows, you know, the greatness that HBCUs provide when it comes to our football players. But I want to ask this, and we've talked about this before on air and also off air. Do you think that if, let's say Joshua Williams, he picks Jalen Hurts. Let's say you got Javon Hargrave. He tackles and sacks Patrick Mahomes, and it's a game-changing play. Do you think that now folks are going to start taking HBCU football seriously? Well, the thing is, you have to know that they're HBCU players. A lot of the time when you're looking at the commentators or you're looking at sideline reporters, they don't necessarily tell you the background of players. They may introduce some of the HBCU aspect just because, you know, Black History Month. But it's, you know, it's 50-50. It's something, I feel like it's something that they have to do. But if it's not going to be said, if it's not going to be done, I really don't feel like it's going to do anything. It will give vision and it will give drive to coaches to be like, hey, look, this is how you can make it one of our own make it. But if it's not addressed by the people that have the power, then I can really say it doesn't it really honestly doesn't matter what we do or what we don't do. It, but it's still a nice picture for us to be there. I think that that's, you know, a very profound statement because I think that the media is not telling the story the right way. And I think that that's, you know, where our platform comes in. That's where HBCU journalists and HBCU alum come in in blasting out that story and telling that story. Because the big thing that we have to fight against is the notion that there's not talent at HBCUs and all that talent is at an Alabama or at a Georgia. But one thing we've seen historically, and we'll talk about it in a second, is that the NFL has found talent and has found even Hall of Famers from all different schools and specific HBCUs. So I would love to see, you know, Joshua Williams be the player of the game. Not really giving away my pick or anything like that, but I would love to see Joshua Williams be a big player in the game. I would love to see Javon Hargrave you know, as a big player in the game, especially on that historic pass rush. Like, I would love to see him get a sack, and now they gotta they gotta talk about what's going on in his HBCU career at South Carolina State and how they beat Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl. Like, I, I would love to hear that. So I think that's very key, and it really leads into the big project, the HBCUPulse.com drop on this past weekend. So listen, like I wanted to start Black History Month and I want to do it big. So we compiled a list of every HBCU player 
that has ever been drafted into the NFL. Now, of course, the circumstances around the players that are drafted, it's a little bit different because you had the AFL that was really big and a lot of HBC players were drafted into the AFL. Then they joined the NFL a bit later when those franchises joined, but it's a lot of great HBC history for the NFL. And I really think that having this list is important for historical purposes and also to bring context and information to our arguments and our promotion of HBC sports and specifically HBCU football. Sorry, I got to ask you this. So like, what, what are your thoughts on the list? You, know, you got a chance to, to look over it. So like, what are your takeaways, you know, just from the list? Well, first of all, I don't want any credit for this list. You did an absolutely amazing job just documenting all these people that some of them I didn't know. <laughs> and some of them I'm just like, wow, this is really outstanding just to see our history in it. Because I mean, you look at the NFL and it's majority black, but just to actually know their background and see where they're come from is amazing to me i'm gonna tell you I, you guys have to read the list but southern and florida a&m and grambling man just bringing this list to life and i'm excited to see them and all these names and just give honor to them they've really been forgotten honestly and they're only not everybody is brought up during this time or during this month um, and I know ESPN and, you know, the National Football League and stuff, they try, but that's where our duty comes in to acknowledge them and shine a light on them. But this, this is just, I'm in awe. I, I like, I, I don't have any words, but I'm speaking, but I just, I can go like, and just how amazed I am just to see it. And I think that what's important, and you said it, is that the context of that history and the understanding of the, the background of where these players came from, because, you know, we know that the NFL is a predominantly black sport. And, you know, we always hear, you know, the argument that, oh, HBC players don't get drafted. And then, of course, 2020 comes around and you don't see HBC players taken off the board when there's a lot of talented players that played in that 2019 fall season before COVID. But I think that the context has to be this when we look at this list. We have to understand that, number one, integration did not kill black college football. Like there's so many different cases that happened before Brown versus Board of Education that dealt with universities. You have to look at 1936. It was a local case in Baltimore with Pearson versus Murray. Like that was a court case that dealt with discrimination and segregation that built up the case for Brown versus Board of Education. And then you have McLaurin versus the Oklahoma Board of Regents of Higher Education. So you have like different cases that were local and statewide that then, you know, made its way up to the Supreme Court. And then we got the overwhelming Brown versus Board of Education ruling in 1954. So that was when you saw integration start to come to form, but not fully because different things had to happen. Dr. King had to march, had to have a dream because the dream wasn't fully fulfilled yet. But if you look at every level of life from the 1940s to now, you've seen HBCU players, especially on the drafted side, you've seen them in the NFL. You have in 1974, you have Ed Tutal Jones. He was drafted number one overall to the Cowboys. That almost made me a Cowboys fan. Like the, like the Cowboys, you look at this list, the Cowboys sort of were represented for HBCUs. They drafted an HBCU player number one. Then even 1995, that's way after, you know, segregation. You have Steve McNair that's taken number three in the 1995 draft first round, and he was the highest drafted of offensive player. So I think that when you look at this list, I want people to understand that there's more context to the conversation. And I want to put this out. We can look at frequency. We can look at the fact that you look historically with HBCUs, we have a lot of run-based conservative offenses. So you see a lot of running backs and a lot of quote-unquote athletes are taken because a lot of our stars are running backs. A lot of our stars are quarterbacks that are dual threats within those offenses. So you see that, especially when you look at the 1950s, the 60s, the 70s, the 
Jake Gaither years, the Eddie G. Robertson years. You see a lot of that within the frequency of who's picked. So I think it's just super important to have that history in that context as we move forward and we try to get more players drafted. But I want to ask this, Ario, just to bring it, you know, to the, the present and the future. So 2022, we saw four HBC players that were drafted. One of them is playing in this Super Bowl, Joshua Williams. Do you think there could be more this year with all of just the attention around HBCU football and the talent that we've been getting on our campuses? I absolutely think there's going to be more. I would say it's going to be bigger next year just because we have some really heavy hitters that will be coming out later in the years. Not going to say names, but you probably know who's going to kind of advocate for that class. But this year, I think it's going to be exceptional. I will hope, like I said, that while you're seeing this, and it's been all over the news, and a lot of outlets have been pushing that, hey, these are four HBC players that are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. I think with the media attention that's surrounded and us, you know, putting, like, letting people know that this is happening and other things that are going on, it's definitely going to be a push. And I hope other people, like I said, advocate for that push. And maybe, you know, maybe we won't be last this time. I think that was one of the things that kind of disappointed us last year. Um, round six was when most of these players were chosen, I think, towards the end of round five, starting around six. So maybe we'll get back to first round. Doesn't have to be top 10. We already know who's going top 10. But maybe a first round pick, a second round pick. But there is so much talent, especially after this celebration bowl, what has happened, that you would hope to see people go in and just excel in their dreams and bring more HBC see you light into a space where they're really trying to diminish us but this is a great conversation we're going to continue it on social media because we have the list i need you all to go to hbcupulse.com and type in hbcu players drafted to the nfl the definitive list and check it out it is incredibly interesting you're going to see as many players as we could possibly find and also we're going to continue to update it year by year so as long as i'm here as long as i'm running hbcu pulse which will be for a long time you'll see that list grow and increase and hopefully in the years to come you're going to see a lot of amazing hbcu players get that opportunity but coming up, we're airing my exclusive interview from February 2021 with my guy Jordan Jefferson. Jordan is a former SGA president at Jackson State University that got a chance to perform with the weekend at Super Bowl 55. And then Ariel and I are going to make our very well-anticipated Super Bowl predictions. Man, it's going to be interesting who we're going to pick, all right? So you got to make sure to stay tuned for that. Listen to HBC Post Radio. This is the Big Game Sunday Special. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. Welcome back to HBCU Pulse Radio on Sirius XM. So in 2021, after Super Bowl 55, I got the opportunity to talk to my guy, Jordan Jefferson. Jordan Jefferson was SGA president at Jackson State University in the 2019-2020 school year, and he got the opportunity to perform as a backup dancer during the halftime show for that year with The Weeknd. It was a dope conversation that I actually never released. So it's Big Game Sunday. We're talking about the Super Bowl and also HBCU life and culture in the Super Bowl. So it's a perfect time to drop this interview. So check it out. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. So we are all ears. This is what people want to hear. So how did you get this monumentous time and all this monumentous opportunity to perform in the Super Bowl with the weekend? Well, first, the pandemic, because I'm supposed to be in Boston right now. But, of course, 
uh, Harvard is virtual this whole year. So that's the main reason. And I'm back home. But my mentor, Tyrone Keys, played for the Chicago Bears and then played for the Buccaneers at the end of his career. We went to the same high school. He provided this opportunity to me and my mom's dance group. And he sent it to me last Wednesday. And he said, hey, bro, I got an opportunity for you, for you to perform in the Super Bowl. I need you here th- tomorrow. I said, tomorrow? <laughs> I, I, and I, got, I had to drive 11 hours. I'm on the road right now, guys, by the way. Uh, I had to drive 11 hours to Tampa. They were like, we need some more guys. I signed my name up, sent a video of me and my mom dancing. They loved it. And it was really him because of his connects with helping the community in Tampa. They knew he knew a lot of people. And he sent them my way. I got on the road, drove here, got COVID swabbed a thousand times a day, learned a routine, rehearsed like crazy hours. And that was it. That was really the reason why it wasn't like I signed up or anything specifically like that. But, you know, sometimes you got to let go and let God and take advantage of when an opportunity approaches you because I'll never have an opportunity again to perform the Super Bowl because, you know, life happens. You got work. You have school. Like, I'll never have a week off in the middle of February and halfway January to take off and perform and, and get an opportunity like this. So I have to ask you this, though. What was the weekend like? Like, how was he? So the weekend, so we we didn't get to talk to him much because he was so focused. He's a very focused person, like that Tom Brady effect. Like, nothing else matters except this Super Bowl, except this halftime show. So that was how he carried himself. And every time we rehearsed, he went hard every time. Every time he went hard. So when you perform with the, the main artist, you know, some people slack up. Some people get relaxed. When you perform with the main artist and they're going hard, shoot, that makes you want to go hard. And, like, how I look at life is I I take people's great qualities and I want to take his work ethic. So, like, the weekend was going hard every time he would give us critiques and really would tell us his vision and explain it. And that's, that's how it was, man. So how did it feel to be out there like what just walk us through the moment it's halftime the buck the bucks are destroying the chiefs we all knew what was about to happen tom raiders like in the seventh ring we we at that point we were just ready for the halftime show and then you out there and everything's going on so walk us through that man it was crazy um so we were walking into the tunnel to get set and all that and uh we got the past little baby he was like man what's up y'all and we were like oh bro it's little baby and he was like yeah. And then he walked in. And then, so that was funny. And we and seen a famous person walk past you and, you know, like an area that nobody else can get into was pretty cool. But it was like the tunnel, the, the loud noise. We got onto the field. It was loud. Music was loud. Fireworks. Like it was a high that you don't get, but probably a three, three to four times in your life. And it was just pure amazing. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like it felt great. But it felt like I've already been there before, man. Like, mm. it, it felt like I've, I've lived this moment already. It didn't feel like surreal or I didn't feel surprised that I was there. I felt like I was supposed to be there. And that, that was the feeling I really got, actually, was that I was like, man, I, I belong here. I'm, they, they picked me. So why, why I feel nervous or why I feel undermined when they picked you, man? You didn't pick them. So that's how I felt. I felt like I've already been there before. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media and what you have coming up. Thank you so much, Randall. You know, I love your platform. Uh, but my, my social media is, my Instagram is Planet Jordan. Twitter is Planet Jordan TV. And uh, Facebook is Jordan M. Jefferson. And what I got next is I have work in the morning at 10 a.m. <laughs> and, 
and I um, I'm working um, with uh, the city of Jackson on some homicide prevention deals and also cleanups and just really making my city a better place. So I'm really working on that. I can't change the world if I haven't taken care of home, man. HBCUs are more than a trend. Yeah. We're forever a part of the culture. HBCU Pulse always has you on lock. From the shade room to your favorite news feed. And now, on your TV and radio. We are, 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 are the number one outlet for HBCU culture. Follow, Follow. HBCU Pulse on social media. And visit HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Welcome back to HBC Pulse Radio on Sirius XM. So, listen, we can't talk about the Super Bowl without giving our predictions for the game. So, we are well equipped to do this because if you all don't know, before we got this amazing opportunity, we were doing Pulse Radio. And we talked about the NFL all the time. Ariel came on in 2021 and we were breaking it down hour long shows, sometimes longer than an hour, you know, talking about the NFL. So we're very equipped to do this. And this is a big moment for us where we're going to give our Super Bowl predictions on the radio. So let's talk about it, Ariel. So what are your predictions for the Super Bowl and who do you think is going to win Super Bowl 57? All right. So (laughs) let me start with my predictions. I'm going to make some wild predictions. I believe that Patrick Mahomes will be picked off twice. We've seen it before. And that the the Philadelphia Eagles in that defense will will shake you. And we all know that Patrick Mahomes is still kind of working off a shaky ankle. And we've seen this playing against Cincinnati, which was a wonderful game. But he's still he stands in the pocket. He's real nice in the pocket. And Patrick Mahomes can do whatever you want. We see him flick the football sometimes. We kind of saw him run on that ankle. But those last two plays towards the end of the game, he was limping a lot. And I just don't know if he's going to be as mobile. And one of those things when you're playing against the Eagles defense like that, you have to be able to make those split second decisions where you know they're going to double team Kelsey. You know that they're going to try to black all running aspects. You know that Patrick Mahomes is probably not going to have weapons down the field. So a lot of the times it's going to be those decisions where I have to run myself. But if you can't run, that means you're out of another second option for you to score and get yards on the field. So I have a feeling since he's not going to be able to be mumble, he is going to get picked off for life probably twice in this game. Now... My prediction of who's going to win the game, I'm going to have to stay in the Bird family. And I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get this win. I think Jalen Hurts is going to get his first Super Bowl win. Um, that would be exciting just because I, I've been following him and his journey, having all these players by your side. I think Jalen Hurts is set. And he's not hurt either. Most of the Philadelphia Eagles are actually really healthy right now. So you're playing, a, you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs who we look at who have really great weapons, but maybe an immobile quarterback. And then you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles that are all healthy, but they're kind of new to this besides Jason Kelsey. So it's going to be close. I feel like we're going to see a Kansas City Chiefs versus Cincinnati Bengals part two. It's just going to really come down to the wire. But I definitely believe that Patrick Mahomes will not be receiving another ring this year. I think Jalen Hurts gets it. Hey, I, I feel that. I feel that. And I want to just say that number one, wouldn't it be great if Javon Hargrave sacked Patrick Mahomes? That'd be really good. But I'm just really undecided, and I'm currently right now wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Uh, But I'm undecided because you have this situation in sports where you go with greatness versus a team, 
right? Almost like LeBron in, in, in the playoffs, where it's like, hey, LeBron is so great, but you're going against a complete team. I think the story of the game is going to be Patrick Mahomes versus the pass rush. I think that that's going to be the big story of the game and how he adjusts to it with his ankle. Like you said, he's not going to be as mobile as he normally is. And you saw that in that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He wasn't able to really scramble around. He wasn't really able to run. You know, he wasn't able to do what he normally does. And he had a run at the end of the game that then got him in field goal range because of that penalty that happened. But at the same time, he still didn't have that burst and looked like he sort of was hesitating. Should I go for it? Now let me go for it. You know, so I think that that's going to be a big story and you don't want to be banged up versus that Eagles pass rush. It's one of the best pass rushes we've ever seen, but I'm just really undecided. I mean, I'll take Patrick Mahomes because, like, I, I'm going to go with the narrative. Like, you know, we, sports is so full of narratives. I want to see Patrick Mahomes win so he can build his GOAT case against, against Tom Brady. He can't lose this because we see what people do to LeBron. So he has to win this so he can make that case and that argument. I'm one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if not the best quarterback of all time. But as far as the game, I can't really give you the predictions that you gave. The only thing I can say is that Kansas City, they're going to beat Philadelphia by either two touchdowns or they're going to just blow them out right. I think that there's no other way. There's no middle ground. There's no Philadelphia just blowing out the Chiefs. That's not happening. Take that off. Is this the freezing cold take? I'll take it. I was wrong. But I just don't see... The Eagles blowing out the Chiefs. I don't see a Super Bowl 55 situation happening here. I think Kansas City will win by two touchdowns in a very high-paced game, but just the Chiefs in the fourth quarter pull away. Or does the Kansas City Chiefs from, from bell to bell just blow it, the whole entire thing open and then now we're waiting for the halftime show with Rihanna because we were happy to see Rihanna in the halftime show and then we eating our food and we get the itis and fall asleep. I feel like that's going to be what goes on at this point. It's not going to be no in-between, you know? So I think that the Chiefs are going to win. Patrick Mahomes going to get his second ring and then we're going to continue to build that GOAT case of him being the, the best quarterback of all time, even though Tom Brady just retired and he had seven. Rings. Aria, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that's possible? Well, to me, I think Patrick Mahomes will still have a long way to go in that GOAT debate because you're going to have to do basically what he did, which was you win some Super Bowls in Kansas City, and then you have to kind of make that decision of, can I win with another team? Tom Brady is football. You're never going to be like him. You maybe will never surpass him, but you could sit alongside him to build like that arc of what football is supposed to be, how you are as a model player. I don't think it's more of a conversation of like, who's going to succeed who? I don't think it's going to be like, you know, I'm I'm the king. That's, that's just personally how I feel. But it's real funny how you say you undecided and you're wearing the Chiefs jersey. That's That's what I think is funny to me. And for you to still think that the Eagles can get blown out is still wild but you know i mean listen i would love to have a lamar jackson jersey because that's really my favorite player but i'm going with black people okay i'm rooting for everybody black you know so either way i win you know because it's like i have a black quarterback that's gonna win hbc players are gonna win so we're all gonna win but i i had to get this because i was wearing this for our first super bowl show that we did in 2021 so i had to pay homage to it but you know i'm just super excited for the game and i'll just say this too i think that jalen hurts really gets underrated i think that jalen hurts is an amazing quarterback i think if he doesn't get injured he's he would be the MVP because you have to look at the team's success. You have to look at how he factored into the team's success and also the year that he's had. I think that Patrick Mahomes' greatness has taken away partly from us really giving Jalen Hurts that love he deserves. So maybe he wins this championship and now all of a sudden we're now putting that respect on Jalen Hurts and now we're putting him in that elite quarterback discussion perennially because I think that 
You have to win a Super Bowl. You have to win the MVP. You have to have, you know, these tangible accolades for folks to really respect you. But we reached the end of the show, Ariel. Listen, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at AskGreeRe underscore underscore, or you can follow me on my website at www.theonnextopinion.weebly.com. So you guys remember, you guys need to go check out HBCPulse.com. We have the definitive list of HBC players drafted to the NFL. So go type in HBC players drafted to the NFL. The definitive list is all over our social media on this weekend leading into the Super Bowl. But of course, you can follow us on Instagram at HBCUPulse, YouTube, HBCUPulse, Twitter and TikTok, the HBCUPulse. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we'll see you on the other side and we'll see who wins the Super Bowl. Like what you hear? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to HBCU, HBCU Pulse, Pulse Radio. Radio.